World's on fire. The <laughs> culture's disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. Hey, I agree, Coach. He's not bad. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Oh, hey, pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Folks, I'm out hearing the theme songs. If you're waiting for me to start out there, i got audio. Oh, no, we, we don't hear anything. I don't hear anything. I hear, John, I hear Jonathan. I hear the producer, but I don't hear anything else. I heard Joe Carrico. I heard you, Joe. Is the theme song playing right now? Nope. No, it's nope. not. So are we live? Somebody say, yeah, we're up and running, Coach. All right, cool. A little bit of technical difficulties here in the great state of Ohio. Morning, friends. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Last broadcast morning. of the year. In fact, I wrote down today, made a note to myself, today is broadcast number 1,794. As I've told you before, January 25th is the, what, seventh anniversary, eighth anniversary of the show? And i got to go back and check the numbers. Divided, I think maybe it'd be the seventh, beginning our eighth year, I think. Every morning, 1,000, excuse me, 794 days, 94 shows. Frog in my throat here this morning. Hey, it's 60 degrees. Going to be 60 degrees today. Took the family to the grandchildren to the zoo last night. And uh, it was packed like, um, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Just unbelievable. Columbus Zoo. And uh, when I came home, I said to my wife, how come we didn't see animals? And she said, what? She, yeah, I, I didn't see animals. She says, yeah, we, we saw the, uh, one of those things, manatees, and we saw the sharks. And we, I said, yeah, but those are fish. I, I, we didn't see one animal. We didn't see a donkey. We didn't see a cow. We didn't see, what's going on? Well, you got little kids, right? So they can only see, see so much. I said, I went there to see the monkeys. I went there. To, what? So we didn't, we didn't see any, any animals, but we went to the zoo and had a good time with, uh, with his family last night at the zoo. Communion. Get yourself some communion ready this morning. We're going to get to it. But I want to, before, before I get re- up and rolling here on the last, last show of the, of the year, I, I want to, I just want to have a little bit of encouragement for you if I can. Everything around us is, seems to be uh, in such disarray. And if we're not careful, we find ourselves focusing so much on on the um, on the negative, and you know, you know, all the evil that's surrounding us, and it certainly is. And our eyes have to be open, not be deceived, and understand exactly what's going on. And uh, uh, but the truth of the matter is, here's the note I made to myself right right today. I made this note to myself: You are the media. You guys are. Now, I don't know if you picture yourself as that or not. We all are the media. And one of the jobs that you have, all of us have, if we're going to be able to advance the ball, if uh, 2023 can become what we want it all to become, then you're going to have to become, uh, you're the local news. And by that, I mean, you're going to have to take clips, things that we find from this, that we play during our show, we talk about in this show, now, don't just send them here. Listen to Coach Dave live. Don't 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 do that. I mean, you can if you want to, but don't do that. 
but take little clips of things that you found to be profound. Something that was maybe took two minutes to play or three minutes to play. Don't send them a four-hour video. They're not going to watch it. But just forward it to them. Say, hey, man, I was thinking of you. Boom. Check this out. Two minutes of what, what, what would it be? Would it be, I mean, it could be a thousand things, right? It could be uh, the government reset. It could be the dollar's no good. It could be what they're doing to our kids. And Because, you know, I'm, conv- I'm convinced of this. As, as, as uh, pagan as we've become in America, at least here in, in Ohio, at least where people I'm around, they still really, really care. They still really care. And even though they may not know the Lord and they may not be following the Lord, they still have deep within them a, a sense of right and wrong. And one of the things we have to guard against from is overwhelming them, providing information to them that really they don't, they, they're not able to, they, they can't process it, friends. They cannot process it. Remember, we've told you a number of times that unless you have the Holy Spirit, that the, uh, pull up John 3, pull up John 3 for me real quick there, uh, <clears throat> Jonathan. We can't overwhelm them. But remember, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus who was ruler of the Jews. And he came to Jesus at night and he said to him, uh, uh, Rabbi, uh, we know that you're or a teacher come from God, but nobody can do what you've been doing, man. We've been, golly, you've been going around healing people and feeding people and nobody can do that unless God's with him. Jesus said to him, remember this now, this is critical, folks. Jesus answered and said, uh, listen, uh, Nick, Nick, <clears throat> except a man be born again, he He can't see the kingdom. Friends, he's not talking about heaven. Oh, I could preach right there. Nick, he didn't say, unless a man be born again, he's never going to get to heaven. That's all he says. He says, except a man be born again, he can't see the kingdom. Nicodemus, being a religious guy, probably went to the Lutheran church or the Methodist church or the Baptist church or the church of God in Christ or the church of God in Christ Jesus or the church of God in God, Christ Jesus, God, Christ one of those denominations, Nicodemus didn't understand what he was saying. And Jesus said to him, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, huh? Uh, how can I, how did I get born? I'm old, huh? What are you talking about, dude? I can't go back inside my mama. Are you drunk? What's going on? And Jesus said, look, dude, I'm telling you, except a man be born of water, baptized water, and of the spirit, can't enter the kingdom. Because that which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. said, marvel not that I say you must be born again. Folks, listen, you are dealing with people who do not have the ability to see truth. Look, hey, hey, it's not that they don't want to. They can't see it. They cannot see it. And I like to liken it to a cell phone or a computer program, a download from the Holy Spirit that now gives you a receipt. As I sit here right now, there are all kinds of signals going all around me. It's the radio signals are here. The TV signals are here. The uh, All kinds of them. The internet signals are here. But on this receiver, if I don't have this receiver here, I can't get any of those signals, but they're all here. And that's what you're dealing with with people. They don't have the app. They don't have the cell phone. To heaven. Oh, sorry. To the kingdom. They're not connected. Their internet's down. Their God internet's down. And so when you try to explain to them spiritual things, Jesus told his own followers, he says, you don't believe me when I tell you natural things. Why will you believe me when I tell you spiritual things? Because if you don't have that download, you ain't going to get it, right? 
Boom. So instead of us getting getting frustrated, understand this. I'm sorry. This is so clear. If they don't understand, they don't have the spirit. I don't care how long they've been in church. I don't care how many prayers they've said. I don't know how many times they danced in circles with a with a flag that they're waving. If they can't understand truth from a lie, when you share it with them, they don't have the spirit of God. That's why it's important for us to understand that, because your frustration level will go down. When you're saying, you know what? I'm trying to call somebody who doesn't have a cell phone. I keep dialing their number and they never pick it up. Well, why don't they pick it up? Because they don't have one. They don't have a cell phone. They don't have that apparatus that makes it possible for them to be able to communicate spiritual things. That thing's called the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And how do you get the Holy Spirit? Uh, you must be born again. You have any idea how many people go to church aren't born again? Hmm? Yeah, any idea at all? I'd say most. Not really, really born again. Because if you're really born again, there's a transformation that takes place in your life. Now, it is a constant battle to walk out this new life. I'm 60, uh, 70 years old. God, I can't even say that. I'm 70 years old. I got born again at 30, at 38, 38. So how, how long would that be? How long have I been born again? 38, uh, 40, 30, 32 years. I've been born again almost as long as I've been born. Let's say it again. I've been born of the spirit almost as long as I've been born of the flesh without the spirit. It's been a 32-year walk for me. My frustration level has gone down because I quit trying to call people that didn't have the phone. You, you picking up what I'm saying? So your frustration level, once you, once you realize that somebody that you're dealing with don't have the phone, chill. Chill. They're not going to understand. Now, that doesn't mean you don't keep planting seeds and keep dialing the number. That's all I'm saying. But your stress level is going to go down if you quit worrying about getting people saved because that's the job of the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. Your job is to share truth with them. Don't tell them what you know. Simply share truth. And I would just encourage all of you that are, that are in here, all of us have been on, for me, 1,794-day walk journey to 2023. And when I see you again, it's going to be 2023. Who'd, who'd ever thought that we'd be here? You know, I'm, I'm, I look out there, I see all the people talking about, uh, well, this prophet said this, and boy, this prophet said this about 2023. Can I tell you the truth? They've been saying that crap for a long time. All right. All right. Quit chasing after prophets and quit chasing after words. And just listen to the Holy Spirit and do what he tells you to do. And don't don't uh, go around and try to get notches on your belt of how many people you got saved. Just share the truth. Share a short video. They get mad. They don't just, whatever, whatever. Hey, can I tell you the truth? 
I've lost more friends than people who I've got saved. Can somebody give me a thumbs up? Huh? Look at that thumbs up. Who's that? Huh? Huh? Oh, that's my Thanks, Jeff. Huh? Right? I've lost more friends than new converts. I personally, now I come across new converts all the time. But if I were to mark down the number of people that I got saved, I don't, I don't know how many it is. And I would say that the ones that I did get saved, probably I reaped a harvest that somebody else had planted, probably. We never know, right? We never know where that person is spiritually. We never know who's praying for that person. We never know who's witness to that person. We never know the experiences that they've been through in their lives. I got to turn that off, but that thing will blow us all up. Right? We never know. We never know. So I want to encourage you that uh, in this exciting time in which we're alive, don't don't grow weary. The Bible says, no, let's not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Don't get, don't get tired in doing Don't get tired. Don't get weary. Hey, we all get weary. But don't get weary in well-doing. Yeah, think about that a minute. Why would doing well, doing good things, make you weary? I know why. Because for the most part, they're fruitless. I do a lot of good things that I don't see any fruit from. And then I get up in the morning and say, really, Lord, you want me to go do that again? Are you kidding me? That's weariness. Don't grow weary in doing good. Because you never know the next one that you flip over is the winning lottery ticket. It's the $1,000 instant winner. You never know. And the Lord told us the what? He told us in the parable of the sower. The parable was about the sower. Where is that? Where is the sower? Where's the parable of the sower? Somebody a lot smarter than me. We need to see it. Where is that? In the scripture. Where is it, Dale? Parable of the sower. Somebody Google it real quick. Matthew 13. Matthew 13. And Luke 8. And Luke 8. Matthew 13. Hey, friends, it's called the parable of the sower because it's about the sower. It's about the sower. It's not about the seed. All right? Uh, he said at verse three, and he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside. And the birds came along and ate, ate those things right up. I feed the birds every morning here out of my house. I got, I got to tell you this, it's, it's the most amazing thing. Hang on. I go out there and I put the food out there. And as soon as I walk out the door, way off in the distance, I hear this bird. And then way over there, I hear another one answering. And I put all the, I put it out on the picnic table, spread all that nice seed out on that picnic table. And I walk back in the house. And in 30 seconds, there are wolves. They come. Eyes on the sparrow, right? So some fall by the wayside and the blackbirds come and eat them up. Now, see, I put those out there for those cardinals. I put it out there for those cardinals and those chickadees. I didn't put it out there for that old black starling. Some fall down there and that's what happens, right? 
It says that some fall in stony places where they didn't have much earth to grow root. You're running into a lot of stony people out there, man. But forthwith, they sprung up. I'm sorry. And forthwith, they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. So they became Christian, but they didn't take any root. It was a real high, and then it was over. And they went back to drinking and smoking and chasing women and chasing whatever. And when the sun was up, they were scorched because they didn't have any roots. And they withered away. Some fell among thorns. The thorns sprung up and choked them out. Boy. But I want you to be a but. Others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit. Some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirty-four, thirty-fold. And he says, Hey, you dudes getting what I'm laying down here? Because the seed that grows will be more than just one soul reaped. It will bring forth what? A hundredfold? Sixtyfold? It's a multiplication process. When someone seed takes root, it's a multiplication process. My wife said to me the other day, she said, uh, do you have any idea how many people your ministry has touched? And I said, eh, yeah, but I don't really know. I mean, I don't really know. But you know what? One person planted a seed. Huh? I'm the result of one seed. So as we get ready to go into 2023, don't grow weary while doing. Don't don't grow don't grow weary. We are the A team. We are God's team. We are. We're it, man. We're it. Huh? No, no. Rush Limbaugh ain't coming to save us. Sean Hannity ain't coming to save us. Donald Trump ain't coming to save us. That's never the way the Lord's worked. Ever, 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 ever. He works through Joe Carrico and Myra and Silver and Vinny and Jeff Nell and Betty Perkins and uh, on and on and on and on and on, on. Each one of us. So let let that be. If there's a, such a thing as a New Year's resolution, let it be this way. Let your light so shine before men. My light is going to shine before men more in 2023 than it has ever done. What a resolution that would be, huh? Takes the pressure off. Your job is simply to shine. That's, that's all. Huh? Not uh, not make them like the FBI and get them in a room and get a spotlight and put it in their face. Your job is simply to sow the truth. Because without the Holy Spirit, they won't, they ain't going to get it. Now, once we get them saved, then that's that's a whole other story. Now we've got a lot of training and boot camp and stuff to raise them up and bring them through. We can't get them birthed and let them lay in the hospital bed their whole life. They need to be taken home and nourished and raised up. And can I tell you this? Oh, I hate to say it. It's probably not going to happen in a church. If you go to church to get served, you've missed the whole point. 
Your job is to serve. Your job is to shine. Your job is to pass the salt. So I want to encourage you today. You've got, got a great crew here. I could go on and on and on. We could do testimony after testimony of you guys individually of the growth in your life, not because you've been here, but because the Holy Spirit touched you and the Holy Spirit has taken you deeper. And if he can do it to you, he can even do it to that hard-headed uncle of yours. He can. But don't be argumentative. Bible says foolish and unlearned questions avoid because they do engender strife. You're not picking fights. You're passing salt. You're spreading seed. You're shining light. And you have to be smart enough to understand that sometimes your light's too bright and tone it down, especially to those you know are colorblind. They don't like it. Next. Next. All right, that's my that's my rant for this morning, although really it wasn't a rant. I just want all of you to know how much I appreciate all of you out there and all you do. And, uh, just, the, just the idea that life is what it is, man. It's a, it's a slog. <laughs> Can anybody say amen? It's a slog. Amen. The people you want to get it the most don't get it. And it discourages you. Let us not grow weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap not. Now, before I bring Myra in, before we do communion, I want to show you a video real quick. It's a two-minute video. And I want you to never forget the impact of Christianity on the world. And I want you to think about what's going on in America today with all the racism and all that kind of stuff going on and how bad America is, and yada, yada, yada. And we went, we read, we, we, Brought the slaves over here and we slept. Huh? I, I want you to watch. This is two minutes and 31 seconds. Us for the verse them. I want you to watch the impact of a Christian society and a non-Christian one. Go ahead and play it. What's that? Yeah.
What we believe matters, folks. What we believe matters. And we are where we are because we are the progeny of a Christian culture and Christian society. And all across the world, we see the impact of a non-Christian society. So we're at the crossroads in America. Which direction are we going to go? Myra, go ahead and pray us in, and Joe, take us through communion here. Silver, real quickly. Go ahead, Silver. I know you got a, I know, I know you got something you want to say here, but go ahead. Good morning, Harold. How are we doing? Myra, Myra, wait a second. Give Joe a second. Go ahead. Hold on, sure. Myra. Uh, Coach, what you were talking about is uh, Matthew 10, uh, 14, where it says, And so whoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart of that house or city, shake the dust off your feet. Amen. Amen. You have to identify when they're not getting it. That's right. Who the spirit is drawing and the spirit isn't drawing, Joe, right? You get, folks, listen, you can't hammer the gospel in. <laughs> they breathe it in. You can't hammer it in. Go ahead, Myra. Coach, uh, the reading today is going to be from Proverbs 6, 12 through 15. Go ahead, Myra. We have it Thank you. It is written, a naughty person, a wicked man, walking with a forward mouth. In other words, he can't control his tongue. He wicked with his eyes. He speaketh with his feet. He teacheth with his fingers. Forwardness is in his heart. He deceiveth mischief continually. He soweth discord. Therefore, shall his calamity come suddenly. Suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. Amen. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I unleash resurrection power love, joy, and grace on you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And so those of you who are wondering, as I was, how to best explain frowardness, frowardness, I went to my good friend Webster and it says perverseness, reluctance to yield or comply, disobedient, Peevishness. I don't even know what the heck that would mean, right? So evil, froward is evil. It's perverse. It's uh, wants to have its own way. It's disobedient. Let me read, read that. Thank you, Myra. Go ahead, uh, Joe. Thanks for coming You're in welcome. today. Uh, good morning, Coach. And I, I added, I'm going to extend what I was going to read because it fits perfectly with what we were talking about before in the first 20 minutes. So um, can we go to Philippians 2, 8 to 16, please? Philippians 2. It's up there, Joe. 
And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God hath also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Amen. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth, Amen. things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among Amen. He shine as lights in the world, holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. Amen. Yea, and if I be offered upon you the sacrifice and the service of faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. Mm -hmm. I think that just fits what we were talking about. Amen, baby. Amen. Amen. Okay. So if we go to 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 26, please. The same night when she was betrayed, betrayed Lord Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after that, sin, many also took the cup when he was supped saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to join together at the close of this year. And forgive me in California, who was just over four in the morning, and I didn't say this prayer before we took the bread and the wine lord as i normally do but forgive our sins and transgressions and have us cleansed in your sight help us all to walk out and do what you would have us do and refrain from not doing the things you would not do have us take captive every thought that we may focus on those and plant those which will bear fruit and in this next year that comes, Lord, help us to support each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, no matter where we are in the world, and to do what you would have us do, 
knowing that some fruit will come and not knowing the abundance and we'll find out later when we're with you what that what that fruit for with those plantings what the harvest was let us be content to know that we are doing what you would have us do and let us rejoice in that and we thank you for this past year that we've come through it and we've all learned and grown grown and we've had challenges and we've survived these challenges and we're here and we're some of us are thriving some of us aren't and we're all but we're all moving forward lord please help us to extend a hand to our brothers and sisters that need a hand and to move forward in this new year in jesus name i pray amen 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 amen, amen. amen. thank you joe here's what the holy spirit said to me by, by the way Come on, I'll get you in a second, Roger. I'll open it up. Come on, I got a lot of good stuff, but I just kind of I want to stay in this in this flow. Uh, Holy Spirit, <laughs> he just said to me, he said, build your downline. <laughs> now, anybody been in multi-level marketing? Huh? You've been in multi-level marketing, right? We all know Amway. You know what it is, right? It's all about building your downline. And what if, what if when we get to heaven, whatever that looks like, and we throw our crown at his feet, what if our crowns are our downline? Those that we influenced and brought into the kingdom. We throw them at his feet. We say, hey, Lord, I didn't do that here. It's yours, man. Thanks for, thanks for helping me build this wonderful downline. Because the Bible tells us that we are to build, make disciples, not converts. Not converts. Before you go out and get somebody saved, you better be committed for the long haul that you're going to try to disciple them as well. Because I wonder how many people you know today and I know today who are far away from the gospel. Because they once came into the kingdom and were never discipled. Somebody say amen. 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 Rejected. Right? Right? It's not a notch on your belt. It's more than just a crown. uh, Just more than just a jewel in your crown. Got to build your downline. Come on back in, Roger. I see you. Popped out. Come on back in. By the way, Zach's sick this morning. Roger said he took two two baths in the middle of the night last night. I don't know if you heard something yet or not. Come on in. Michelle went over to get his uh, get his daughter babysit his daughter. Jack, come on, I wait for Roger. Yeah, that's that's such a good point, Coach. Um, years ago, my wife and I were going across country, and we we were we knew where we were going. We were going into this big conference thing, and most of the people there were going to be Mormons. And uh, we, I stuck a, a, a cassette tape in the in the truck, and the one it said it. You're gonna if you're gonna witness the Mormons, you better have a plan to keep them real busy because they're used to being active and working, doing works. If you don't have a plan, leave them alone because you'll make it worse. If you <laughs> get them saved and show them nothing, they will go right back into the pit. Amen. Amen. We don't teach works. We, <laughs> we teach that works are bad, right? Let me show. Let me oh, give you. Let me show and you. Salt's something. an irritant. Salt's an irritant. Pass the salt. 
That's right. It's inheritant, brother. Pass the salt. Let me encourage you with something. Pull up, uh, what number is that? Uh, uh, it says Kirk Cameron. Show that. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys have followed this story. Kirk Cameron tried to get it. He wrote a new book, a, a Christian book, and he tried to get it into the library, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't, let, it, wouldn't let it in there. So he raised a stink about it. It's in, uh, was it in Indianapolis? Yeah, it's up on the screen there, in Indianapolis. And he was persistent and uh, kept pushing and kept pushing to get his book in, in Indianapolis. And he showed up in Indianapolis last night to uh, read his book, Christian book. And uh, the Indianapolis Public Library said it was the largest gathering in the history of their library. What does that tell us? What does that tell us about the people around us? And the old idea, instead, rather than curse the darkness, light a candle, right? So these people, as a... As I'm trying to continue, I know it's a broken record. Folks, they just need someone to lead. There's still a lot of good, God-fearing people in America, but they need leadership. And they need leadership outside the church. And I challenge you with this. Want to get some people saved? You be the sower. You be the organizer. Boom. I was thinking about, uh, maybe I'm going to do this, Vinny. I don't know. Lord, I was reading something this morning. I saw this. This inspired me. I thought, why don't, we, why don't I call for a, why don't we all across America, why don't we call for a local prayer gathering in our own cities? Why don't we do that? What if we had little pockets of prayer gatherings going on all across America? Just simply organized by Betty and, and Myra and Vinny and Jack and 10 people, 20 people, 50 people, whatever. Say, hey, everybody meet me 7 o'clock Saturday night down at the courthouse. I'm going to be praying for our country. Would you come and join me? Who knows what that could grow into? A weekly prayer gathering outside of our – you guys you see the vision, right? Ooh. Somebody's got to light the spark. Somebody's got to. Somebody's got to pass the salt. Somebody's got to turn on the lamp. Somebody has to be the guy say, "I'm going to do it." And again, you don't get discouraged when nobody comes. You just stay persistent at doing it. Maybe I'm going to organize something like that because I really, really believe that in the dark times that we find ourselves, and there are a lot of desperate people out there looking for the light. And the truth of it is, they aren't going to church. Somebody give me a thumbs up on that. The last place they're going is the church because most of them fled one. Amen. But they're looking for the Lord. They're looking for meaning. They're looking for connection. They know something's wrong. And uh, they want to be part of something. So just let me, let me encourage you all with that. And I'll go to Jeff now and then Jack. And then Roger, you can even come back in. Go ahead, Jeff. Good morning, Jeff. Thanks for getting up. Greetings, all. I just want to reflect uh, when I went to the Dry Queen Story Hour in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, and Sparks. I asked every staff, why can't we read the Bible, uh, do stories in the library? And they said, no, every single one of them. Thank you. 
The library said no, Jeff. I mean, I missed who you said did. I, I missed that. See, who, who are you talking about? The library staff, the library director says absolutely no. <laughs> We're going to put up with that? We're going to put up with that? Huh? Call a lawyer. So, well, that takes money. Okay. Well, hold on, don't. <clears throat> Come on, Jack. Yeah, I, I I absolutely agree and encourage you to do people to do exactly that the prayer groups. But when I think that the prayer groups should be started, I I wonder all the time why there isn't some good street preacher preaching in front of the federal buildings or the state buildings where there's uh, scripture engraved in the walls so that the people come, the news comes to ridicule. They can't help but video the scripture that's engraved in stone. We should be doing it right there. We should be having a sermon. There should be a, a church service every morning on the Supreme Court steps, right in front of the engravings where it's scripture engraved in stone. <clears throat> let them, let yeah, them put that to, on the news. We have to reconnect church and state. We have to reconnect. They have separated them. We have to we have to reconnect them. I'm, I'm with you. I don't know how that plays out. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm I'm with, I'm with you. Jeff Klein and Joe. Well, we only got 15 minutes. Wow, go, Coach. I sent you that picture. That's the mom and the children we put in the van yesterday. We've been mm-hmm. raising the money for the last few weeks, and they were so tickled. And you said people won't come. People aren't going to church, but they're coming to a garage. She, her and her mother-in-law just had tears yesterday. The kids were smiling, getting in this van because they've been crammed in the back seat of a little car. And she hugged me. She said, give me another hug. And she hugged me and she said, I love you. And Mm -hmm. she just loves all the people in the garage. Pastor Bill just texted me. I sent him the picture and he texted me back. He said, give me her contact number. The church is going to pay her rent for next month. I'm like, hallelujah. They are so happy. We have to be good work, Jeff. Hey, folks, listen, listen now. We have to be careful of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, people who will use Christianity and use your good heart, right? I'll give you. Well, I don't. I sound like I'm patting myself on the back. We help people regularly here. I usually help them once. Do you know why I help them once? Anybody know why I help them once? Because they become dependent on it. And I'll help them once. Maybe I'll help them a second time. But we have to be very, very careful. See, they love you because you have given them something. You've taken some pressure off of them. And freely you've received and freely you give. But at the same time, at some point, there are consequences to receiving what I give you. Does that make sense? You guys understand what I'm saying? At some point, you have to say to him, sorry, listen, you can't keep doing that and come in there and have me give you money. I'm not going to do it. You're short on money? Stop with the Starbucks, all right? You stop with the Starbucks. Stop buying those lottery tickets. Otherwise, we become neighbors. It's a fine line. But I think it's important we understand that. And I'm not criticizing you, Jeff, because I understand what you've done. But you know what I'm saying, too. Next thing you know, uh, there's going to be somebody else standing knocking on Jeff's door for another car because Jeff got that one. Right? Yep. 
yeah, they already have. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. This woman's been in this town for about six months. Them, her and them little kids walking everywhere. And they've come to the church in the garage for like eight weeks. And they are loving everybody. I mean, Pastor Bill, Pastor Matt, they don't care. And every, all the women and men in the building, they're so genuine. I just And they really wasn't even expecting anything out of anybody. But Well, you know why that is? Because most, for the most part, the church is an ingrown toenail. Huh? There's no outreach in your local church. You think Amen. there is. You really think there's an outreach in your local church. Who are you fooling? It's an inreach. Come here. In fact, can I say the truth, Betty? The only reason they do an outreach is because they want more people in the church so they look bigger. That's really... I'm just reading the mail, man. I just know. I just know. Right? Huh? Because, right? Needy, needy people are pain in the butt. <laughs> that's, that's why we have to make them disciples. Joe Allen, come on in. And Paul. Amen. And reading the scripture against adversity. At our local killing mill here, our guy in charge here, Steve Smith, with each man reads a scripture up there. Next man up, one's done. Next man up, one's done. All day reading scripture there at the killing field. And then mm. occasionally we have we have people that come to us. Amen. So it's a faithfulness, man. It's faithfulness. You just can't show up once and expect it to be done. I, I, look, hey, friends, I'm trying to encourage y'all. Y'all can, y'all, I know some of you out there want to get stuff done. You can do it, man. You can do it. You can do it. Yeah, you, you can do it. The Lord will bring those alongside of you who will help you do it. Go ahead, Paul, then uh, Kevin. Yeah, in my, the, the health ministry, I think it's, it's, it's kind of easy to do what I do because I tell them the prescription is you have to want to take care of yourself and you have to reach out to somebody else. And, I, you know, I think that's a good way to kind of approach these people that want to use you. I mean, if there's no response there, then, you know, you just leave them alone, coach. Right, right. Because, Paul, here's what happens happens here. Is we help somebody and, boy, the phone rings. They don't call us. The text message. Email next to them. Hey, you know what? We just had a repair on our car. I mean, it's probably legit. It's probably legit. But uh, their 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 financial issues are not my responsibility. And if they if they if they try to climb out of the hole, I'll help. I'll help. We'll help. We'll help. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna continue to feed them as they lay in the slop. Just not not. I don't I don't think it's scriptural. Come on in, uh, Kevin, then Mark. Yeah, so I just wanted to go back to what Jeff Mel was saying with the library. Okay, Here, here's the point. You do not need an attorney to launch and file a lawsuit. All it's you true. need is time to do the homework and figure out how to, how to do the launching. Now, remember, that public library and every salary in it is paid for with public tax dollars. And if they're discriminating, they've already put themselves over a barrel. You want to launch 10 lawsuits. Cool. Whatever you come out of it with, donate it to Pass the Salt. Rob, rob them of their funds. You know, if they're going to if they're gonna misuse them and abuse them, you can file a lawsuit. Yes, sir. Amen. Yep. 
Yes, sir. Go win yourself a million-dollar lawsuit and then tie the pass assault. Mark, come on in. Hey, Coach, this is like letting people in your perimeter. The church invites evil within their perimeter, and then they they have division. Well, we do it in our homes, too. So as you're giving, you let people in your home. Or maybe, Coach, you let people on your property thinking you're doing a good thing. (laughs) But once a wolf is in the pen, once a wolf is in the pen, it's hard to get rid so make sure you preserve your your personal space for extremely discernment and uh extremely uh you know people you know that the holy spirit has led you to let in your home so i just wanted to throw that out because there's there's experience there oh buddy that'll preach amen 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 thanks man amen amen Dave Allison, you have a story. You just came in. You got a story to share. You texted me here this morning, Dave. Go ahead. Share that if you can. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, I had uh, subscribed to the uh, Christian, uh, Wisconsin Christian News, and I got the first issue today. Also sent a couple copies to our our parents who are really struggling in their walk with the Lord. And so I was really pleased with uh, the paper. It's really outstanding. Uh, the, um, I see there's some ads in there. I see Roger's got an ad in there. And uh, I know so many, it was funny when I opened it up, I just, I recognize so many people and the writers and I want to encourage everyone else to go there. Uh, what, and again, I, I feel bad. I, I have to say that it took me so long because I know Doug has, promoted it on his show and coach you mentioned it and so i want to encourage people out there if you haven't checked out the wisconsin christian news uh and even even rob wrote me a really nice just a little personal note you know and you're not going to get that from too many editors or too many papers so anyways i want to encourage people wow I i was just blown away by the articles and the information in the paper and it's a real newspaper that lays on the table and you can pass it on and and uh uh Boy, do I recommend that ministry right there, boys and girls. I just tell you, even if you just get your own su- subscription and hand it out to somebody else when it comes to you, it uh, it's powerful, man. It's good stuff in there. Thanks, Dave, for that testimony. Hey, I want to show this real quick. Golly, this is last show of the year. Uh, pull up. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Spence, not Spence, whoever, Jonathan. Hey, Jonathan, pull up uh, number, number uh, five. Pull up number five. You guys see this? I'm sure you do. This kind of stuff infuriates me. And until we get until we get uh, real justice, we're spinning our wheels. They found out that uh, Sam Bankman, uh, this crypto millionaire, met four times with the Biden administration, of course. Of course. And that he donated his money to the Democratic Party. See the line? And the Democratic Party donated it to Joe Biden. And Joe Biden gave the money to Ukraine for military humanitarian aid. Hmm? And then what's Ukraine do? Why, they circle that money back and start it all over again. Folks, this is so, so, so wicked. So wicked. Uh, To the point where all of us have to begin to Take a real, real hard look at from our, I'm talking about me now, about whether or not 
you can financially support a government that does this. Support a government where there's unequal justice, huh? where one guy gets treated differently than another guy. That same bankman got out of jail and they want to lock Bill Dunphy up. And it's just a matter of time for they're coming for you. Go to go to another one. Go to number four. Pull number four up there. The second one I found about this dude. Sam Bankman was meeting with senior White House officials shortly before. Folks, you have any idea how deeply illegal this is? You have any idea that this is foreign interference in an election? You understand that the Ukraine just bought the American election? You understand that? Amen, coach. And we're wondering, wondering why we have uh, him over there, that, that, that homo freak over there speaking to, speaking to Congress and getting wined and dying everywhere. Well, hell, yeah, yeah, he's their, he's their uh, pimp. <laughs> he's their pimp. We know this, right? This guy's 30 years old. Sam Bankman's 30 years old. They didn't know what was going on, though, did they? They, they, didn't, they didn't know what was going on. No, no. I, okay. Hey, here's what it is. I got 15 more things I want to cover, but I ain't got time to get into any of them. So come on in, whoever wants to. Got five minutes here. Raise your hand. Jack always wants in. Go ahead, Jack. The Ukraine is the Haiti of Europe. It is. Yep, and we got we got Christians running over there supporting Ukraine because they think Russia is a bad guy. I, I, it's just... I'm not saying Russia's a good guy. <laughs> but sometimes you ask, you wonder about the discernment of the discernment of Christians. Oh, hang on. The individual Ukrainians, God bless them. I'm for the individual Ukrainians. But the Ukrainian government, that the same people who email me say, Coach, could you send me $100 for my electric bill? Their money's going to Ukraine. Their money is going to the Ukraine. Their tax dollars are going to the Ukraine. I don't know what we do. Someday at some, some point, that's got to become important to us. Myra, come on in. Last few minutes, the bell's ready to ring here. Yes, bell's Coach. Ready to ring on, on 2020. By the way, Ohio State will beat Georgia. Mark it down here. Go, Myra. Yes, Coach. John fourteen twenty six. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's all about the Holy Spirit. It's all about that cell phone connection. It's all about that computer app. And if you're not born again of the Spirit of God, then you need to Fall on your face and say, Lord, listen, I don't even know. I listen to that loud, crazy coach every day. I ain't, coach, I, Lord, I don't get it. I really don't get it. But Lord, if you're real, if you are real, look, you got to mean it. Lord, if you are real, I want you to invade my heart now. I want you to I, open it up. I don't even know if you're real, but invade me if you will. And he will. And until you do that, you're going to be playing church. And you're going to be double-minded. 
And the Bible tells us that the double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. I'm in, I'm in, out, I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out. I believe, I don't believe, I believe, I don't believe, I believe, I don't believe. I'm in, I'm out, I'm in, I'm out. It's double-minded. You'll never get nothing. Emma, come on in. Hey, morning, Coach. Hey, we've been conditioned for 70 years to hate the Russians. Now, Joseph Stalin, yeah, I can hate that guy. But FDR said, I think I can work with Uncle Joe. So he told him, Uncle Joe, we have goats. So we've been conditioned in this country for all of our history to hate the poor little goats. Because he'll even stick a dynamite, butt your car, blow up. He stinks, all this thing. We've been conditioned that way. Okay. They're actually a sweet, nice animal. So Amen. watch Amen. Hey, hey, Joe, or Joe, I say, uh, Tom, I say the same thing. The Russian government is more wicked than the American. I'm sorry, the American government's more wicked than the Russian government. The American yeah. government, the government, the government of America is more wicked than the Russian government. Sorry if you don't get it. I'm yeah. sorry. Janine. Well, what you're talking about, it reminds me of the... Um, the story of Samson when he was tied, you know, to between the two pillars. Here's he represents the church who's blind. He could not see, but he put his hand right in the middle of the two pillars, which think of it as the old and the new testament. And he had to believe in the word of God to bring down the whole house. Wow. Good picture. Good picture. Good picture. Amen. Thanks for that, Janine. Clay. Yeah, when you follow the money, it turns over some interesting stones. And right. uh, I woke up a couple of nights ago, and this is what entered my mind. I wonder if those Georgia Guidestones were insured. And if so, who got the insurance money on them? <laughs> well, they claim they weren't, but uh, uh, the chances are. By the way, uh, you guys think you're insured with your pension, don't you? Uh, you got pension insurance. Oh, how great was the fall. <laughs> I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to warn you. huh? I'm just trying to warn you. Get, get prepared. It's all going to be good. Just ain't going to feel good. Hey, I'll see you in 2023. God bless you.